Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Watch this for me. I'll be right back. Now where were we? And welcome back to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is a man who would fight through 30 floors of gangsters if there was only a snack table at the top, Chad Lindsay. What's up, man? Yeah, if that had Reese peanut butter cups at the top, I would. Which and all. Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love this, this movie. This movie's the shit. It's so good. It's ridiculous. It's like you just, you, you snort a, a fucking fistful of cocaine and you just enter the movie. <laughs> That's all you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's goddamn ridiculous. It never stops. It very much reminds me of, uh, God, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like John Wick 3, the, the Parabellum one, where it's just fucking go. Yeah, I... I mean, this movie came out in 2011, and I think it kind of influenced a lot of movies that came out after yeah. it. So it's just, it's like you said, it's just like a bunch of lines of cocaine. <laughs> it's just like, let's put some put some rails down, boys, and let's do this. It's crazy. It's insane. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. Most people who watch this really dug it. The normal people did not dig it. Um Again, I was looking through some some award shows and some reviews and stuff like that. Like, this won a ton of things. It, it had eight award wins. It had 13 nominations. It won the Audience Award at South by Southwest in 2012. It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival in 2011. It won the People's Choice Award there. Like, it had a ton of accolades coming for it. Guess who didn't like it? Uh, Roger, Roger Ebert. Roger goddamn I Ebert <laughs> did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> That piece of shit haunts us Fucking again. Fucking guy comes home. I didn't even want to talk about him, but then I read his review and I was like, dude, for real? Listen to this. Quote, there's obviously an audience for the film, probably a large one. They are content, even eager, to sit in a theater and watch one action figure after another pound and blast one another to death. They require no dialogue, no plot, no characters, no humanity. Have you noticed how cats and dogs will look at a TV screen on which there are things jumping around? It is to that level of the brain's reptilian complex that the film appeals. Unquote asshole. What a, <laughs> the fuck kind of uh, thing is that? That's somebody who just wants to sit around and watch the fucking red violin all day, every day. Like, yeah. Sometimes you're just in the mood to watch again. people get fucked up. Yeah. I'm going to w- watch the red violin and then I'm going to go read some percy shelley and then i'm gonna get a manicure it's like hey man come on don't you just want to watch some motherfucker get his back snapped in half every now and then while you're taking a break from your fucking proust master of arts like fuck off yeah have a hamburger and a beer every once in a while you fucking pretentious bitch (laughs) right jesus calm down yeah this movie's fucking awesome i got i saw this in whenever it first came onto netflix i didn't know anything about it I just saw the poster as I scrolled through and it was just like, you know, on the poster, there's like the silhouette of a cop and a big goddamn building. And it's just like the raid. And I'm like, oh, okay. I think I, I, 
I think I have everything I need. It looks like a big building and it looks like some cops are going to raid it. Uh, let's check it out. And then, boy, was I surprised. <laughs> like, We're good, right? But I fired, <laughs> I fired that thing up. And about two minutes in, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I see a goddamn hammer and some <laughs> and some fucking plastic tarp. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. I have walked down a dark alley here. <laughs> and there's really no turning back. <laughs> like, they they welcome oh, no. you into this movie really harshly, <laughs> very quickly. They do. You think, oh, this guy kind of looks like my granddad. He's in his pajamas. He's eating ramen noodles. He's wearing a little white tank top. <laughs> and then the next thing you know. Shut clacking it. <laughs> right in the side of the head with a yeah. fucking claw hammer. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So break it down for us. So before we get into that, make sure you remember, if you're listening to this, please rate and review us uh, on iTunes. If you can subscribe on whatever platform you're on, we're on all the platforms that you want to hit, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever. You can check us out on our social media stuff. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So check us out there at either you have offended this podcast or YHOTP. Leave us comments, leave us movies you want to do, any favorite scenes you have or anything like that. We'll check it out and we'll try to get to the movies that you like. So right off the bat, we have The Raid, as it was retitled The Raid Redemption, because they couldn't get uh, the rights to The Raid, apparently. It was already taken, so they added Redemption. So it's The Raid Redemption, had a budget of $1.1 million. Box office was $9.3 million, so a it was an unequivocal success. Welsh director Gareth Evans broke this down and made it the shit. A- incredible, the, the Piranha stunt team guys work here is ridiculously good. So I broke this down into five different parts. Uh, The first being fairly quick. We have the opening. We have the introduction of Rama, the main character. They have the trip to the building and then the entry and making their way up to the sixth floor where they get discovered. So the whole opening part here where Rama is sort of praying and working out and getting his shit on is kind of cool where he says goodbye to his wife and stuff. You see she's pregnant, so he's obviously Got a lot to live for, which will come up big later <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And uh, we we yeah. get this little cryptic thing when, when he sees his dad there, when he just says, I'll bring him back. And at that point, you don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but we get to that a little bit later. And uh, then he goes out and we get the van ride with all the cops going out in the back of this van and they're getting their, their little pep talk from, uh, from Jaka. He's the team leader and sort of telling them what's going to happen and what's gonna we're gonna go down when they get to the building and as they're riding to the building and they're getting their little jaca pep talk we get the aforementioned cut to inside the building where we have the three main bad guys tama mad dog and andy and we see five guys on their knees on a plastic mat yeah if you ever find yourself tied up when your mouth taped and you're on a plastic mat inside someone's office it is not going to go well for you no it was Crazy. No, that's that's pretty much the universal sign for this is your spot. You're you're not going anywhere else after this. This is the rest of your day. Because holy fuck, he shoots those four dudes, and it's pretty goddamn graphic. And then he goes to shoot the last guy, and click, and you can see sort of this palpable relief on this guy's face. And then he puts the gun on that dude's shoulder and goes. <gasps> Watch this for me. I'll be right back. Now, where were we? 
and then goes back to the desk and you're like, fuck. And then when he pulls it out and the goddamn hammer's there and you see the bullets and you're like, he could just put the bullet in the gun and finish him that way. But nope, he picks up the hammer (laughs) and back he goes. Now, where were we? Ha, ka, pa, ka. And he smashes the dude in the head. They make a really good cut there. Yeah, the whip pan. They do a whip yeah. pan right there, and it's and it looks good. And I love Jacka's little pep talk in the thing. And because I've seen this movie so many times, like when he's like, "I don't want to see any empty seats on this truck when we're done." <laughs> and I'm like, and I laugh because I'm like, you could take you could take the survivors home like on a fucking bike, yeah. <laughs> like at the end of this movie. Right? I wrote that line no down too. I don't want to see any empty seats on this truck when we're done. It was like, okay, okay. okay. You can, the, the survivors on this could go home on a fucking skateboard, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, on a Schwinn. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, with Rama pedaling and <laughs> and his brother on the handlebars, and that's basically Fuck it. all of that. Yeah, they lose everybody. So they go in. They go to the the building, and you get that cool pan up, like you said, sort of the the cover shot where Jocka's looking up, and you see the pan up of the building, and kind of a cool little breach of the building where they get in, they pick the lock, they get inside, they get to the sort of long breezeway kind of thing where that one dude's sitting there watching television, and uh, you hear Jocka be like, "Take him out." And they get a very, it reminded me a lot of Leon. Remember in Leon where yeah, he, really. he he puts the knife under the fat gangster's throat when he's on the phone. And it, mm. his hand just kind of comes out of the blackness just under his neck. And that's exactly kind of what happens here with the garot, with the, the garot around the dude's neck. Yeah. The first start of the, 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 the start of their infiltration of this building, it's going swimmingly well. Yes. They're working as a team. They're covering each other and they, they get inside. And of course, then we meet the guy who's trying to get in and bring medicine to his wife upstairs. Yeah. Room 726 guy. He meets them at the main kind of gate there. And, uh, Dagu's kind of a dick to him. Like <laughs> he's shoving him up against the wall, telling him to go fuck himself and like I'll kill you or whatever. <laughs> and uh and then Rama comes up and basically tells Dagu to chill and kind of helps the guy and they use him to break through the main gate and kind of get in and run up the main floors there all the way up to floor six. Yeah, and it and it shows a little bit of Rama's character too, right? Yes. Like it shows that Rama's, you know, kind of a good guy and you know, he's empathetic and whatnot. So it yeah, it's a it's a short scene but it's a good scene kind of you know building building up his character very much and they get into that i believe it's room 104 where they take out uh that one guy and zip cuff him they he goes to jump out the window and they throw him backwards onto the table there and he flips over so they zip cuff that dude um there's a couple little confrontations where they grab some people and duct tape that dude's mouth and like you said smooth pretty good everything's going according to plan they get all the way up to floor six and they see they're all kind of stacked in the hallway and they hear something and they see the little kid at the end of the hall walk and they've all got their guns up and the kid sees them and freezes and you get Jaka just saying like, okay. Don't move. Don't do anything stupid. Don't move an inch. Good. Now. Wait! Wait! 
you just see the bullet come through the door and zip right through the kid's neck and drop him, which really sets the tone for the movie. It really does. But everything leading up to it, it's so cool. Like, especially the way they did the cutting of, you know, as they're running past the numbers on the stairs, you know, when the numbers are changing floor to floor, they're showing them work really efficiently. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you get a major tonal shift as soon as they shoot a child in the neck that (laughs) that tends to, that tends to bring the, uh, Bring the energy level down. Kind of lets the air out of the room, if you know what I mean. <laughs> kind of does. It really lets you. Well, it's it's one of those. It reminded me of that David Cronenberg flick, History of Violence, where yeah. you get the two crazy guys who are coming into town and they stop at that little motel and the psycho, psycho yeah. guy shoots that little girl. It, it just gives yeah. you this sense that like nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Because if you're willing to kill a kid right off the jump, none of those adults are safe. Like, so that it really lends this palpable tension to everything that happens. Cause you don't know who's going to die. Any of those guys could have died. Mm. So really set the tone. So the kid, and it also actually, it also sets you on Yu's course because you get the sense that that guy's kind of unhinged. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's, he, as we learn later, he's there for a very specific purpose yes. and He's he's kind of like the Mace Ryan of this whole thing. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he's kind of setting it up. Like you know he doesn't have authorization. He's bringing the team there. It's supposed to be secret, you know. And he's in cahoots with some other people apparently. And you know it just really really kind of puts the puts the dynamic of good versus evil kind of in perspective. I I loved yeah. it. And then as soon as as soon as this scene happens and the other kid that witnesses him get shot runs up the stairs and hits the intercom, that really cool 1970s style intercom, <laughs> yeah. then then it's like it's like you're 15 minutes into the film and it's 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 just off the rails. It's like someone's just you hear the pull of a chainsaw starting. Yeah. It's just like whoa. You're like, all right, I know where we're going here. Yeah, the like it just gets it gets hot. The fast. shit flies at the fan and hits it very fucking hard. The, like you said, the intercom gets hit and Thomas sees them on the CCTV and is like, oh okay, we have company. This is part two now. Tama knows that they're there. He calls the neighbors. The cops take very heavy losses. They try to regroup but they seem absolutely hopelessly outnumbered here. And the cops end up getting cornered in an apartment where they have to use the furniture and shit to, to get out. So Tama calls the quote unquote, the neighbors who end up being a couple of snipers and some other guys in the building next door. And the two snipers just take out the two guys that are outside or who, however many guys are outside the building, they just shoot those guys. And that one guy in apartment 104 walks over by the window and gets shot right through the goggles. Yeah. Which was kind of awesome. Well, actually, let's let's talk. Like, I loved how the snipers show up. They fire off the rounds. The other guy goes to shoot again. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, let him scream. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, he's on the ground screaming. And then dude in the apartment walks to the window. To see right? who's and screaming. These, these, you know, these. Yeah. These are rookies, right? Because they clearly say they're rookies. Yeah. He walks over to the window to see what the fuck's going on. He gets one right through the goddamn eyepiece. Yep. He's down. And then that's when the guy that they've got duct tape from earlier. Yep. He slips out of his uh, zip, slips his zip ties around his legs, pulls a fucking machete out from under the table, and where it's conveniently takes out the hidden, other guy. <laughs> and then he, yes, and then he runs down the hall, and he's got a gun, and he's screaming, "Help me! Help me!" And the cops like freeze, and he pulls out and shoots that cop, and then he's just like floor five, all clear. Yeah, it was great. It was like, really good. Like we just we it just ratchets the action up 
amazingly. And everybody that lives in that apartment, like they did a good job because they look dirty, filthy. Like oh. they just look like scumbags. Like yep. they're all sweaty and gross. And, you know, even at the beginning, they find that guy high as shit and he's like, he shit his pants and stuff. And they're like, oh my God. And they got to ratchet him up together. Yeah, it's it's dope. We're now in like, we're now in cocaine territory. Yeah, I was just going to say from this point on, the, the the gas pedal is all the way to the floor and it never lets up until they're walking out of the building at the end of the movie. Like for the yeah. next hour and 15, it's just pedal to the metal, go. <laughs> so it's nuts from here on out. The, the Yeah, the captured guy gets loose and three guys here walk up to the, the I guess not, I was going to say armored personnel vehicle, but it's not armored, <laughs> which we find out very quickly because these guys are just sitting there chatting about the game last night. And three guys yeah. with machine guns go up and and just waste those dudes. Then Tama orders the lights to go out. And this is where Jaka realizes that they're, they're fucked. And yeah. this is where he talks to Wayu and says, Hey man, you need to call in some reinforcements because we're in deep shit here. And we get the admission by Wayu of like, Put a call in. We need backup. No, we can handle this. With all due respect, sir, they'll burn us along with a truck if we stay here. Now make the call. I can't just... What do you mean you can't? We're not... This isn't... Who else knows we're here? What the fuck have you brought us into, Lieutenant? We're alone here. We're here alone. Nobody knows we're here. We're all by ourselves. Ah, goddammit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I'd, I'd be like, okay, okay, nobody knows we're here. I don't give a fuck if you get in trouble. Let's call the fucking cops. Like, <laughs> yeah, we work oh, yeah. for them. This call is, them. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is an illegal operation. Oh, is it? Well, I wouldn't want you to lose your job. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't give a what the fuck. Is the matter with you? Why you? Why you do this to us? <laughs> Maybe they a letter, Kenny. Okay, why you? Why you? Okay, okay, why you? Let's call the cops then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I love in this in this scene where it's pitch black yeah. and they kind of set them up where they open the door and he fires the shotgun and they do it all in slow motion and it basically lights the stairwell. For these guys with the guns on the floor up and one over. the guys with the guns <laughs> on the floor above them. Yeah. And it just it just lights the room up and then they just they just start lacing these guys. Oh. It's so good. Yeah, you see you hear him just before he fires the shotgun go, "Wait!" Because he knows what's going to yeah. happen. And then whoop, the lights come up exactly. and boom, and then, oh my God, it's just a, the sound, the Foley in this for the gunfire is amazing. It's so good. That real deep, like it's really good. I, I made a note of it because it, I love how it changes. Like a lot of films out there don't take the time, but in this particular film, and I don't even know if the sounds are actually accurate to the guns that are being fired, but I, cause I, I'm not that fucking guy, but I did appreciate the fact I noticed that they were different, like very different, like picking up different guns. And there was like different Foley for each gun. Yeah. I friggin' well loved yeah, it. It's loved really, it. Really, really good. But that fight in the stairwell with the guns, the strobes are going, there's fucking guys with big, friggin' hair flying there's like squibs going everywhere i watched some behind the scenes stuff and all through that wall that they're hiding behind they loaded that wall with squibs so they're just like really firing those squibs and all that shit's flying everywhere it's so really really good that set is really great like that's not an actual apartment building 
because apparently they he's one of the guys said there's tons of empty apartment buildings in Indonesia, but there's none that have that sort of four walls with the apartments on the outside with the center center void. So they built mm. a set that looks like that with two floors so they could have guys above and guys on the main floor and looking up and looking down. And they had a green screen above and below it so they could put in the rest of the building top and bottom. So that was kind of cool. Kind of yeah. neat to uh, to get that. Yeah, they did. And they, they actually did a lot, like, based on the fighting that they had to do, they kind of designed the set around the fight and the action sequences, too, because they had done a lot of rehearsals. Oh, and yeah. they were like, okay, now we need to kind of build build these apartments and sets to properly support the action that they wanted to do. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. So the cops here end up getting cornered in an apartment building on the sixth floor here and they're piling furniture and shit all up against the door and dudes are shooting through the door and they're trapped and they got no way out. And Rama figures out like, okay, we got to get out of here and calls for the ax and starts chopping through the weak spot in the floor and chops a hole in the floor. And, uh, <laughs> they end up, there's that cool scene where Jaka drops through the hole in the floor and they show him point of view from standing by the hole and they see him drop down and then three guys immediately tackle him out of view. <laughs> yeah. It's goddamn awesome. Well, let's just take a second and thank the camera. Like the camera operators in this film were amazing. Like they do it all handheld. And when they, when, when Jaka drops through the floor, he immediately gets grabbed they drop the camera through the hole and then another operator who's downstairs grabs the camera and picks up the action. Super smoothly. So there's no cut. It's so good. Yeah, it's really cool. And it flows right into the fight scene down below. So you drop through the hole like a cop and then you see the action just maintain. It, there's no break. It's Yeah, as oh. if, yeah you, you're going the point of view of the camera. It's, uh, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really good. I love this scene. It's a great fight Loved scene. It. He, and then Rama drops through. He kills a dude with the axe. He chops that dude in the shoulder and pulls him back and fucking chops him in the chest. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing about this film. Like this film made me several times go, Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. Like, like I was yelling, like I hadn't really done that with a lot of films in my life. Like when I first started watching horror movies in the eighties, right. You know, like Michael Myers would, you know, go there or Jason would stick an arrow through Kevin Bacon's fucking <laughs> neck. You'd be like, oh, oh my God. But you become desensitized to yeah. it, right? Because, you know, you just become desensitized to it. Now, all of a sudden, like this movie, I I just, like, I said Jesus, like, 15 times while I'm watching <laughs> yep. this movie. At about at about the 35-minute mark, I've got, like, shaken baby syndrome. Like, it's insane. <laughs> like, when they drop down and, like, one of the cops just runs at one of the bad guys and scoops him up, grabs him, and just throws him right out the fucking oh, window. Like just he tosses caught him. him. He window. caught him as he's coming down through the hole. Yeah. yeah. The bad guy it, drops out. He just runs so at him, catches good. him and whoop. See ya. Just chucks him out the fucking window on the fifth floor. It's like, <laughs> whoa, holy shit. <laughs> and then, then the, then they're the, the boys are all just fucking firing rounds right into the floor to the floor below to, you know, to make another goddamn hole. It's so like, it's, it's, it's nuts. Like the action just, just gets ramped up here. Um, to amazing levels and then of course jacka pulls out the goddamn tank and puts it in the fridge oh yeah that was crazy that was so good that was after they went and i was like yes that's on the main floor before they go back upstairs right yeah it's still in the same yeah it's still in the same fight because they're downstairs at the moment and that's after the guy boa 
get stuck in the hole and then they shoot up through him and they shoot his ear off. Yeah. Oh my God. It was was a cool scene though, because they shoot his ear off and all of a sudden you get that, like no sound in that hum. Yeah. That was really good. Like that's one of the things about this film. Like when we get into the soundtrack, like the sound imaging, like, you know, not just the music, but like the, the entire audio experience is so good. Like the camera does your point of view. And then, of course, you know, the audio does, you know, what would happen if you get shot in the fucking ear? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> it reminded me of that old World War II video game. I can't remember what it was called, but where you'd be out on the field. And if a grenade or something landed next to you, you'd hear yeah. and you couldn't move properly for like 30 seconds. Like it would just pull jumbly and your controller wouldn't work. And like, you'd be like, come on. <laughs> it was exactly like that. So, yeah, they end up he ends up pulling the propane tank out and putting the fridge and going over to the door and being like, turn the door towards the, <laughs> turn the fridge door towards the door when I say go, go. <laughs> and that shit blows up and launches the fridge backwards, turns all those dudes off. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they end up crawling back up through to the upper floor very quietly. There's Rama and Boa and um, Jaka climb back up through the hole to the floor above again because they hear the machete gang coming. And now they have to get the hell out of there before they get killed by the machete gang. Yeah, like that's those guys were scary to be honest. Like the 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 other guys were scary downstairs, but when Mister Peepers and Machete Mayhem comes around the oh, corner, yeah. they are crazy because that dude's eyes are just burning out of his goddamn skull. And uh, I love the next fight with the Machete. Oh, Man. this fight's insane! Right now, we're kind of in a section three here, sort of where we get Jaka, Rama, and uh, Boa. They have to find a safe place because Boa's bleeding and can't do anything because he's shot the machete gang's trying to find them they end up finally finding safety sort of kind of in apartment 726 but the tenant there tells them that listen man there's no way out of here so like you said the machete gang shows up crazy eyes is looking for them but they're now separated by one floor and jaka rama and boa go up through the floor quietly here they escape the excuse me the apartment now, Mad Dog, you uh, how much how much beer have I've you had, had to one. drink? Because you've been burping, you've been burping on the break. <laughs> you must have had that you know, super. I, I like an IPA with a lot of hops. Not me. I like a lot of carbon I like dioxide. Mostly carbon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want. I call it carbon die dark side because it's because I'm on the dark side. Um, yeah, so they go up, to, uh, Jaka, Rama, and Bo go up through the floor, like we said. They get out of the apartment. Now we get Mad Dog and Andy get sent down with a couple of dudes to see what's up. And this is where we get that kind of ominous scene where Jaka and those guys are trying to hide at the end of the hallway. And we get the machete guy just tapping the wall with his machete and being yeah. all creepy. It's like, Jesus! Jaka pulls his knife out. He's ready to throw down. And then this is where we get Rama and Boa trying to get down the hall and we get this police baton, the Tonfa and knife hallway fight, which is goddamn insane. This is where he, he drops Boa and he's fighting these dudes off with the, the police baton and the knife. And he stabs that dude up near the hip and just fillets his whole fucking thigh open from down to the knee. That, that was nuts. Like soon as he does that, I'm like, Oh my God, he just like deboned a person. <laughs> like it was, that was one of the whoa moments for me. I watched that. I was like, Jesus. But the action is so fast here and it's handheld and the camera guy is following the action and they're 
cutting it. They're doing a little bit of shaky cam, but not like that bullshit shaky cam. Like it just, it feels like you're in the action. Like constantly, it feels like you're in the action. Yeah. I friggin' love it. I love it. He's just going through and there's a couple of times he stabs him in the leg and just lets it rip. It's crazy. Oh yeah. It's nuts. The choreography here is so fast and so precise. And the way that Iko Ues, the, the guy that plays Rama, uses his Silat martial art to go after the legs and go after the knees and hit the back and punch and stab. And it's so level oriented where he's changing levels all the time. It's ridiculous. It's so good. The, when he when he does when he he's so fast with the knife, because when he does the stabbing moves, it's like a real a real fighter with a knife, right? And yeah, I've done I've done the the one thing I hate about martial artists is like, hey, guess what? I used to train with Bill Superfoot Wallace. And I was like, really? How many years did you train with him? Oh, no, I just did an afternoon seminar. I was like, okay, fuck you. You never trained with yeah. Bill Superfoot Wallace. So just like back it up a bit. You yeah. did a seminar. I'd done a lot of seminars. <laughs> Pump the brakes. The, 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 point, the, point, the point that I'm trying to make is I've done a lot of seminars on you know knife fighting and knife defense and knife attacks and that's that so i'm coming from the standpoint of a guy that went to many seminars but i'm not versed in it okay so i'm making that very clear Uh, i've taken enough seminars to know that if a guy had a knife i would die yeah exactly that's that's where where my knowledge is that's where my knowledge is because i i've done training with guys who are like fucking masters with the knife and they're like they always say like these teachers, they're like, yeah, uh, a good knife fighter does not let you know that they have a knife until you don't know that they have a knife until you're fucking yeah, dead. Until it's in you. Right. Like all those, all those like uh, Indonesian and Filipino and all those, all those guys that fight with those little tiny blades like Dan and Asanto and, you know, all these police training courses that I had an opportunity to take part of they're like yeah a knife is gonna fuck you up worse than anything like you will you will know that a guy has a knife when you look down and your guts are falling (laughs) onto your feet basically yeah and that's what i liked about that was a long way to get around to it but that was that's, that's what i really liked about how fucking deadly he is with a knife it just made me appreciate it because like there's there's moments where i don't even know rama has a knife and all of a sudden it's like he stabs a guy twice in the chest and then kicks him in the face and you're like where, where the fuck did the knife come <laughs> exactly from? and it's so it's so goddamn good i absolutely it love sounds it. weird to say it but he's not showy with it even though it's a showy movie and he's very flashy with his martial arts and they're obviously doing the choreography to make it look cool. He's not like flipping the knife around and doing like those flashy nunchuck moves and shit. Like he's like just going pop, pop. And like the guy stabbed twice in the chest. You're like, holy fuck. Like, whoa, this is actually the cool scene too, where you get the guy they're they're fighting and he smashes that dude's head into the wall and breaks the tiles as he falls down. Pop, pop, pop. Like three times as he goes down. I love great. Yeah. And I loved how the sound changed every time. It's like, ping, ping, ping. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> that was great. They used, apparently I was watching a, a behind the scenes on that thing and they said it's like a, a rubber wall with uh, like rubber-ish tiles that'll break when you hit them and they put a blood bag on the stuntman's head so you could smash it into the tiles and it would break them but blood would come out. So sort mm. of practical effect. Very, very cool. They're trying to get here still to apartment 726. This is where, again, you get the guy with the gun inside the apartment who's like looking out. We should mention, too, if you haven't seen the movie, the the main bad guy, Tama here, has sort of broadcast to the whole building of drug dealers and druggies and junkies and thugs and assholes and vermin that 
anybody who kills these guys basically gets to live there rent free forever. So all these psychos are very inclined to kill these cops now. So this guy's yes. in, in the apartment with a gun, sees these uh, two guys, sees Rama carrying Boa uh, down the hall. He busts out of the apartment with the gun to shoot him and fucking Rama grabs him, turns the gun around and shoots him through the neck against the wall. <laughs> yes, I loved that. He did it so fast. I, I, I thought it was great. Oh. Yeah, it was it was smooth and fast and awesome. so goddamn good. Really good. So finally, they make it to apartment 726. It's kind of down and around a corner. There's a, a bunch of bodies that he Rama has fucked up and killed. And they're begging this dude to let him into the apartment because they're fucked up. And they can hear the machete gang coming now because the guys from downstairs, the machete gang, heard the gunfire from when he shot the guy in the neck. Mm. So now they're like, oh, they're up there. So they all pile upstairs. And thankfully, 726 guy, against his sick wife's wishes, wishes lets them into the apartment. So they get in. They try and figure out what to do because they know the machete gang's coming. And thankfully, the guy in 726, I forget his name. It's, it starts with a G, but uh, the character's name starts with a G. But anyway, they pry this wall open and they crawl into the crawl space. Rama and, and Boa crawl into the crawl space to hide from the machete gang. And then the guy goes back to his life. And then Crazy Eyes and two or three other guys come into 726 looking for the guys because they can't find them. So he's like, hey, you guys have them here? And like, no, 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 I don't have them here. So Crazy Eyes is like, well, we're going to look the fuck around. How about that? So they're looking around and they're messing with his wife and looking under the bed and 726 owner guys getting annoyed. But then Crazy Eyes goes over and notices that it's a refurbished wall. So he knocks all the shit off at all the pictures and then just starts stabbing through the wall into the crawl space. Chunk, 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 chunk. And inside point of view, you just see this fucking machete blade come through getting closer and closer to where they are. Holy shit. Yeah, this is where it kind of took like a horror movie tone because, oh. you know, like Mr. Peepers is there just like fucking driving the machete through the wall and they have, they mix the shots up really, really well. Like Gareth Evans does a good job. He's got like an overhead shot where, you know, you're looking down at the room and then he's got like the point of view shots inside as he's, as he's stabbing through and you're just like, oh my God, he's going to stab him. He's going to stab him. And he does like right slices through his cheek. And it's so fucking gross. And the tension is so high in this scene. It's uh, it's it's incredible. Like that was one of those another like holy shit moments where I just screamed. I was like, holy shit. He got him in the, the machete blades in his face. <laughs> like the blade. You can yeah, see it his fucking... in his cheek. It's goddamn it's terrifying. Goddamn... And he can't move because if he moves or says anything, Peepers is going to hear him. And then he's going to tear the wall apart and kill him. So he can't do anything. He just has to stay there and take it. (laughs) But that, it wasn't just that it slid through his cheek. Like it rotates his head. Yeah. Like it, like it's a, it's a real like action shot. And then the apartment guy distracts him and he walks away and they just slowly pull in on the handle of the machete. And then they push, they do a zoom. And then they just basically push through the wall to the other side. And you see Rama there like up close with, like the machete, like into his cheek. <laughs> it's so, oh my god! Like that. Like I said, it's a goddamn horror horror movie. Oh almost. my god! It's and so the good. tension you see from where Rama's left hand is holding Boa's mouth closed, so Boa doesn't scream. And Boa's looking yes. up, and he now sees, holy fuck, there's a machete in my partner's face. <laughs> yeah. And you see that real slow movement of of Rama's left hand come up. 
and tuck in behind the blade and grab the blade because he knows that when Peepers pulls the blade out, there can't be fucking blood on it. There can't be fucking <laughs> blood on it. It's like, oh, this, why is the wall bleeding? What is this fucking yeah. poultry guy? <laughs> right? so he's a goddamn Overlook Hotel. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's going to wipe his goddamn blood off. I loved it. I would actually love to see him direct like a resident evil movie oh that would be amazing big fucking he would he would be the shit like way better than that garbage that sony's putting put out for all those resident evil movies so good like loved loved the game the movies i was just like oh what 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 is this 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 is giving me epilepsy i hate it (laughs) but this i'd love to see him do like like a like a fighting survival horror fucking yeah that would be really good so thankfully, like you said, Peepers comes over, pulls the pulls the machete out, and thankfully Rama's got his hand there and rip, wipes the blade clean as it pulls out of the wall. Slick move. I didn't know what he was doing initially when he put his hand on the blade. I was like, what is he doing? He's trying to move it out of his face. But then I realized, oh, he's got to wipe the blood off. Mm. And then... I just got to I just gotta say, like, one of the things that I really thought was awesome, like, in most of the movies that I love to watch, you know, the, the hero gets shot all the fucking time. And he's just like, ah, it's just a flesh wound. It's like, hey, man, you got shot. Like, <laughs> like, lend a little bit of realism here. So he got shot. Uh, he's shot in the ear, but they show the small bullet hole in his stomach. Yes. And there's like, there's like poop coming out of it and stuff <laughs> like sepsis and all yeah. that shit. And that almost made me throw up and I've seen a lot of people get fucking shot. Right. And he's just like, and I'm just like, Oh, he's shot in the stomach. And I was like, Oh my God, there's a fucking turd leaking out of his stomach. Cause that's what would fucking happen. Right? Yeah. I pretty, like, that's what would fucking, happen. I think that was, I think that was bile from his gallbladder was what they were going for. Cause it was green. So when I looked oh. at it, I was like, Oh, he got shot. And like, cause that's give or take where the gallbladder would kind of be. And, but then he's like, you got a knife and he brings over a goddamn butter pallet. <laughs> it's like sorry this is all i have i'm like this is all you have jesus this is all you have it's gonna there's still cheese whiz on it. <laughs> you guys had a cheese ball earlier and you didn't wash the knife <laughs> so yeah he ends up he's not delicate about it either rama just jams that fucking thing in boa's stomach <laughs> like just to well it's not like he has a whole lot of time well here, yeah time yeah. is a factor so they try and, i'm assuming he's trying to dig the bullet out which you don't have to like leave it in there's no point at that point but whatever. So so here they have to, Rama has to leave. So he leaves Boa in the care of the people in the apartment. He sees at this point out the window the bodies of his comrades, basically his police brothers being stacked up like fucking cordwood by the bad guys outside and the police van being pushed away because they're cleaning up the evidence outside. And now he has to leave and try and go get help. And this is where the apartment guy essentially says to him, look, there's no way. There's no other way out of here. Like, you're going to have to go out the way you came in. So basically good luck <laughs> yeah good luck with all all that. of that have fun storming the castle so now we're into chapter four and we end up having rama leaving boa in 726 with the person huge fights all through this section and we have a huge falls huge fights jaka ends up uh fighting mad dog in this section and we end up losing jaka this is, i i think this is my favorite section this section's insane this is like you know, we're halfway through the movie and you're just like, oh my God, I have to take a break. I got to go clean my underwear and <laughs> top up my refreshments. 
And then you just like you you come back and you're like, okay, yeah, here we go. We're about an hour into the movie, like 50 minutes into the movie. Uh, let's see what this next should be on the downslope now, right? Yeah, it should be on the downslope now. You know, like most people are dead. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if Rama gets out of here. And he turns the corner, and there's a guy wearing like a fucking chip and pepper sweatshirt and gold <laughs> chain who looks up and sees Rama. Yep. And that's when that's all when all hell breaks loose. All the shit hits the fan. You remember that Triceratops shit from Jurassic Park yep. one? Like that is a big pile of shit. That is what hits the fan here. It's insane. It's crazy because that guy, Chip and Pepper sweatshirt guy, is like he's here, and then runs at him, and they get into like basically Rama does sort of a bend over tackle to that guy, picks up, slams him into the wall, and this is where you get sort of the set piece stunt where Rama gets pushed through the door into the 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 courtyard area and he picks the dude mm. up and fucking throws him and flips him across the opening of the middle of the building and he lands on his back on the far side and snaps his back in half on the far side of the railing dude i don't know i don't know what the uh medical term <laughs> for it is but when his back hit that oh, railing man. Both of my nuts like <laughs> pinched themselves, like like they squeezed or something. You know, you know what that feeling oh, yeah. is. You know, oh, yeah. and your nuts just go weak. And I was just like, oh, I like it's just Give like, me, yeah. Oh my Bad god! Bad case of testis squeezinitis, man. When he testis squeezinitis, <laughs> that's what I got. Both of them, and I. First you see him, you're like, oh, we threw him off the, oh, God. It would have been so much better if he had thrown him down. This is far worse than I could have imagined. Because you're just like, oh, my God. The way way that they layer the special effects scenes in this, you know, Mm -hmm. the the, apparently there was a mistake in this where they initially when they first threw the stuntman, um, he's obviously he's on a wire. And when they threw him, there's supposed to be crash mats there. And they pulled him a little off and he missed the goddamn stunt, the crash mats when he was supposed to land. And he landed on the railing and they left, and they it, left in. it in. <laughs> what you're seeing is a dead guy. <laughs> it's. I hope this apartment building has a ramp. Because <laughs> I fractured my spine. Now, now you can shoot me in the legs for real. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Go for realism. Go for it. So, yeah, he missed the crash beds and landed and smashed his head off the cement. And they had to take like three days or something for him to get better. Like it was crazy. But they had to mesh together three different three different shots. There was the wire pull where they they used that shot where he missed the pads. And then they dropped the stuntman under control, obviously, from a wire straight down on slightly one side. So when they dropped him and his back landed, his legs went on one side and kind of folded over. And then they did another drop where two dudes held his legs and his, his head side was far off the middle side of the, the railing and they dropped him and he kind of bent over backwards with his head down. So mm. they put then all three of those together where they threw him and the wire went across and then they spliced it in with where he folds over and his legs are on one side and his head are on the other and they just broke his shit. <laughs> it's kind of digitally. Well, so well, good. It, it, it reminds me of the time where I saw this happen almost in real life. It was uh, my brother and I were outside the palace. I was you know, wondering the, if this was the, the palace story. Yeah. Yeah. This was the palace story where a whole bunch of guys got into a fight and they were just, it, it wasn't a fight. You, you know how when, you know, there's two groups the of pushy, guys shovey, and just mouthing off. Yeah. They're pushy shovey and they're just like, ah, yeah, yeah. And they're just pushing and shoving and it's escalating but they're drunk. and stuff like that. They're drunk. And then 
one guy pushes another guy hard and the guy the guy goes backwards and he's i call it the scooby-doo i don't know what it is but you know he starts when he starts running backwards and his legs are just kind of doing the and he's trying to catch himself and he's windmilling and he fell straight back and his lower back hit that fire hydrant on the corner out in front of the palace anyway so all these guys are like ah come on let's fight let's fight and then all of a sudden this guy falls back and and lands his lower back on the fire hydrant and it bends backwards like that and then he rolls off and everybody that was fighting just went oh oh oh." (laughs) and my brother and i were like oh and everybody stopped like everybody stopped and like they were like oh let's help this guy up and they were like oh that was nasty because he just he just fell backwards like that bent over like it just like neo in the matrix trying to dodge a bullet like (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) just imagine getting that bolt right in your goddamn coccyx (laughs) right so anyway like everybody helped him up and they're just like hey let's 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 let that that horrible act of violence actually stopped bring us together it was incredible (laughs) yeah yeah so the guys with the machetes are chasing him here and they chase the, after he breaks that dude's back. He's kind of running away from these other, I think, three dudes or four dudes with machetes. And he ends up getting into the hallway and running down. But the door at the end of the hallway won't open. And he's trying to fight with it. And God damn it, it won't open. And then he just kind of stands up and realizes there's four dudes with machetes at the other end of the hallway. And they have a bit of a stare down. And listen, to Rama's credit, he's facing down four dudes with machetes. And they're just like, Okay, Roar! and they just run at each other, and he just runs at four dudes with machetes. He runs at them. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, let's go then. <laughs> yeah, he kind of makes this. All right, well, this is it. This is how I go out, <laughs> and he just uh, runs straight at him. And that's again, this this happens so fast. Like all of the fighting and all of the choreography in this is just incredible. How quickly he gets you know, through these guys and, you know, they actually hold him down and they're like, take his leg, like try to chop his leg off. And I'm like, in this movie, I'm like, that could fucking (laughs) happen. Don't cut his leg off. You've killed a kid. Don't take your leg. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was scared for him. Legit. Oh, you thought, I thought he was going to Luke Skywalker lose the hand or something like, so, but he's taking these dudes. He's kicking machetes down the hall away from dudes. He's, he's smashing dudes. He's knocking dudes out. And then you get this back and forth of the guys. He's got one dude on one side and one dude on the other and pap, pap, pap. And then he knees that one dude through the fucking door and then reaches over. Ty clinch grabs the other guy and fucking jumps backwards and drops the dude on the broken bottom half of the door frame on his fucking neck. <laughs> this I was know. the biggest, like that holy fuck moment in the whole movie for me. Like for like that, that death, like, booked a three night stay in my neighbors <laughs> because like it happened like soon as he jumps soon as he jumps you see it like because they do with this really nice job with the wide yep. shot and he's jumping backwards and he's flying backwards and you're like oh my fuck the bottom of the door is there <laughs> like you have like a split second of realizing what's gonna happen but then when it does land and again the fucking editor did such a good job on this because then the, the sound stops like the music stops and the tension yep. stops like they do a really good job of like okay we're going balls to the wall fucking this that fucking blood teeth titties fucking fire <laughs> like it's going it's going and then 
they take those moments <laughs> they take those moments like where buddy gets a fucking door through the neck and they just they just give you a second to be like okay now process this <laughs> yeah, right? like, like watch it look at it look take a break and think about what you just <laughs> saw and you're like okay yeah okay holy fuck and then they ratchet it back up again man it's it's incredible Threw up in my mouth a little bit i gotta get that taste out of my mouth right now <laughs> holy shit yeah that was fucking crazy like i've never seen a stunt like that and it happens so fast he's just pop 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 kick me grab whoop, boom and when he lands he's just looking at the guy's face watching him die and he, they make you do that too they make you watch it like yeah holy yeah. shit that shit just happened <laughs> like oh my god they're like you're an accomplice in this fucking death buddy you the audience <laughs> yep. member yeah you you are also involved in this because yeah they just put it in on his face and dude I love martial arts films and I also love horror yep. films. And I have watched a lot of horror films that don't have deaths as gruesome as that goddamn <laughs> yes. door bottom death. Oh. Like I've watched Jason go around lopping off heads and shit, but this film, like that that goddamn jump backwards, slam that jagged ass <laughs> door in his neck, like I was just like, Oh, oh, like like your fucking knees shake you're just like jesus why did i fucking watch this it's so good it's amazing makes you reevaluate your life choices <laughs> jesus christ well that guy did like in that split second when he's making eye contact with fucking rama he's just like ah perhaps i perhaps i misjudged this man or maybe i shouldn't have skipped class last night for my fucking machete training <laughs> right i should have taken that accounting course god damn it insane and then once you get that minute of like holy shit then they got to jump back up and he's fighting reggae guy again and two more guys with machetes come in and they have another apartment fight pap 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 they're going over the sofa he's fucking dudes up and machetes are flying again really yeah. good use of level changes and and combinations here oh and really good use of the he does a, he does a, a couple of knees into the reggae guy and they're just they're really really executed well they look very realistic yep. he does these jumping knees and flying yes. knees and i was like man that looks it it looks legit it's so good yeah there's some really good combos here and this is where we get another set piece stunt where he beats the shit out of these couple of guys and then he realizes okay i got to get out of here and he just running tackles this dude right out the fucking window both of them Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they, they pan out to the hall yeah. to, you know, to door neck and he's just laying there and you hear all these guys coming, right? You hear all these guys coming and then he realizes, okay, there's more guys coming. I'm just going to fucking dive out the window and use Mr. Peepers as a fucking crash cushion. Yeah. Like he just like Austin Powers did that in the spy who shagged <laughs> yeah. me with what's her face. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever her name was. And, uh, rama does it here but he sells it pretty good you're like oh my god and they just like fucking just bang off the metal fire escape it's oh it's loopy man it's loopy well apparently that took like four days to film that stunt because they're obviously again on wires because they had to control the descent once they jumped out the goddamn window because they had to guide them down to hit first of all the cement railing that was part way down yeah. And then right into this, that wrought iron balcony thing that they landed on as, and with, well, like you said, with peepers as a crash mat. Yeah. And that obviously kicked the shit out of Rama because, you know, he just fell 
a floor down with a dude with him. So then they crawl into the junkie's apartment there and he's like, oh my God, I'm all He doesn't up. crawl in. He doesn't crawl in. He just fucking, he almost bounces yeah. in. He's just like, hits the belt and he, boom. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's fucking laying on the guy's record player. It's just like, you know, dudes in his apartment just fucking hanging out, getting high with his fucked up <laughs> prostitute. And all of a sudden, a goddamn super cop comes just fucking rolling in the window. <laughs> Oh, pops up, rips his bulletproof vest off, and is just like, ah. Which, why would you take that off? I'd be leaving that vest on. Like, okay, it's yeah, itchy think- and uncomfortable. Fucking deal with it till you're out of there. Jesus, like... I don't, I don't think it was itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I think itchy is the last thing on his fucking mind. Indonesian bulletproof vests are made of wool. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if it was uncomfortable or whatever, but I'd be leaving that shit on. No, I think it fucked up his... I think it fucked up his ribs or breathing or something like oh, that. And it was really tight or something. Cause, cause when he, when he landed on that goddamn balcony below, I was just like, you know, I, I got the wind knocked out of me for a second, like just watching it. Oh, oh that was then, harsh, uh, man. And he rolls in. Yeah, that was, it was a hard, it was a hard landing. Yeah. And he just rolls right in and, and the two junkies are just standing there watching him. Yeah. That's crazy. And then he's Rama is fucked up from this fall. Like he's not in a good place right now. He's kind of staggering down the hall. And then you get a cool little flash to his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like to keep him going. And again, they did a good job of just like putting little things in there. Like, you know what he's got to lose, you know what he's fighting for. Yeah. And they just, you know, like he's, he's staggering all over the place. Oh, he's fucked up and far from home, but he needs to go on yeah. for his wife. Then you get that in just that little flash. Right. Yeah. So now you get Andy, uh, Andy meets Rama and kind of grabs him and pulls him in here. And they start talking, and this is where we get the the realization that, oh, Andy is and Rama are brothers, and oh, that's who he's going to bring back for his dad. That's where mm-hmm. you kind of get that yeah. whole piece of the puzzle put together. And this is where Mad Dog finds Jacka and the other guys, um, oh, Dagu and, and Wagyu, or what's, what's his name? Wayu. Yeah. He finds those through Wagyu. Wagyu. <laughs> he finds the beef man. He finds Jacka. He's fat, too. He's really fatty <laughs> beef. I'm going to call him fatty he's beef the, from now on. He's the yeah, fatty, fatty beef. beef. So yeah, Mad Dog finds Jaku and Dagu and Fatty Beef, and they go. <laughs> no, ja- yeah, Jaka sends Dagu and Fatty Beef off, and because Jaka has the knife and Mad Dog has the gun pulled on each other, and they kind of have a standoff. And Mad Dog makes Jaka go into the apartment and basically puts his gun down and says, "You know, I don't like these things. I like doing it the old-fashioned way." And they have he challenges him to a death match, basically. And this fight's fucking crazy. Dude, like this fight was, yeah, I was watching some behind the scenes and I think that that scene they filmed over eight days. 40 takes, they said. Oh my God. It's so good. Can you imagine doing that fight scene 40 fucking times. That's crazy. No. Like this, what's, what's the guy's name that plays Mad Dog? His name is Yayan Ruihan. Man, he's got like this, like this stare, this cold, cold ass yeah. stare. It's like a shark. I saw this. Yeah, he was in this, and then I watched, you know, of course, The Raid 2, and then the other one, Morenta Warrior, yep. and then I was at the, those shitty new Star Wars movies, and all of a sudden, the, the fucking cast from this walks onto the Millennium Falcon and starts talking to Han Solo, and I was like, holy fucking shit, <laughs> yeah. it's the guys from the goddamn Raid, and they're going to get into a fucking fist-to-paw <laughs> combat with Chewbacca, and I was like, this is it, and... My son was there and I leaned over and I said, hold on to your fucking ass, man. And he goes, he goes, what? What are you talking about? I just want popcorn. 
I said, it's the dudes from the raid. It's the dudes from the raid. And my son goes, holy shit, it is. And I was like, yes. I said, they're just going to fucking paint the walls of the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> Millennium Falcon red. Anyway, there was no fight. No. There was no fight scene. I was like so disappointed. I was so mad. I was like, why would you bring these guys in? Okay, these guys are the best. Yep. Like, why would you bring them into your Star Wars movie just to have them like have a conversation with Han Solo? Yeah, there's no reason to do that. I took us off the rails just because this fight scene just reminded me of how let down I was. <laughs> how brokenhearted I was by the Star Wars movies. Yeah, because <laughs> Star Wars, I was just like, okay, this this is my new favorite Star Wars movie, bitches. <laughs> Chewbacca's going to fuck these guys up. He's going to tear the arms off of him and beat him with the That's wet right. end, just like they fucking said in the very first one. <laughs> Ever have a Wookiee pull your arms off? I was like, he's going to do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He's going Chewy-Doo. <laughs> Chewy-Doo. <laughs> so, yeah, this fight's ridiculous. And it's cool the way they put the the Silat style of Yayan Ruihan, of Mad Dog, together with Joe Taslim's fight style. Because Joe Taslim, he's a black belt in judo. He's a judo guy. So they kind of put his judo style in with his fighting style as Jaka and made them kind of throw down with those two styles. Yeah. And they mixed really well because he, he does, he does like a couple of really cool throws. Goddamn right. He does. We, he throws mad dog like several times. Mad dog is just like, he's so little, right. And he's firing those knees up. And there's one scene where he just pushes them. And like, he fucking pushes them. Like, <laughs> you know, like, doesn't just he's like, shove them. Like, he he shoves him and the motherfucker flies back and lands on the back of his head and rolls out of it and stands up and just starts running at him again. Like this is expertly, expertly choreographed. I fucking loved it. He runs up the walls, but like the thing is, like it's very exciting, but it's not like that flowery bullshit, you know, stuff that they put in martial arts no. films. You know, like the real fancy. And I love Van Damme, but this is pretty fucking far from Van Damme. Yes, this is so well choreographed and when you watch it it doesn't feel predictable it feels like like what are these guys gonna do jesus like yes there's some over the top stuff where they're lifting dudes up by their legs and throwing them around but like it works like in the context of the film there's nothing like we talked last week about rapid fire and how brandon lee does that one move where he jumps and does that seven foot backflip in the fucking air yeah there's none of that really that, that i can think of like there's a couple of times like i said where they lift dudes by their leg but i mean I think Mad Dog weighs about a buck five. So you probably could do that to him, realistically, if you're a big enough dude, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I mean, he's he's little, but you feel every one of his hits. Yeah. Like you feel it. It's so kinetic and it's fast, but it's not tip. Like, you know what happens sometimes when you see martial artists doing like choreographed fights and it's and they're going so fast, there's no contact or real time on target. And with this, when he's he's whistling them right down the pipe, like you feel everything that he's that he's driving in there. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a tremendously good fight. And these this fight team, like the Piranha fight team, are so good at what they do at putting together these scenes and making the martial arts fit the character. And this fight scene in particular is really, really good. And to the point where when well, I mean, Mad Dog finally gets him, you feel bad. Like you don't want Jacka to die. You do not want Jacka to die because I really like Jacka. Cause he told off fatty beef there and just kind of <laughs> let him know what's what. And then, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of know what he stands for. And then, you know, he dies and, you know, as, as he's about to get his neck broken, you know, he's still kind of, you know, pawing at mad dog's hands to kind of break free, but it's, it's to no avail. 
So, uh, yeah, at that point, uh, yep. Becca dies and Mad Dog is taking him out. This is where, if I'm not mistaken, we get Andy killing the two dudes in the elevator. Because right after... Oh, that was quite a ways back. Is that quite a ways back? That was quite a ways back. Oh, he, yeah, he, that was quite a ways yeah, back. Yeah, he killed them like way before the fight. I wanted to touch on that scene, though, because that scene's good. That scene is really good because you don't no. see it coming either. You don't see it coming. I love And even that. the two dudes in this scene are like, what's happening? What are you doing? Like, he grabs his knife and that one guy's like, why? And then you see him stab that guy in the neck, like just punch <laughs> right to the throat. And then he goes to fight the other guy and the other guy's like, what are you doing? And he stabs through the guy's neck and the fucking tip of the blade is scratching on the metal side of the elevator on the other side of the guy's neck. Yes. That was either that was either a long blade or that guy had a skinny neck. But <laughs> a little touch a little of, bit both. of both. A little column A, a little <laughs> column B. But yeah, oh. it's it's good. Like again, like all of the fighting in here is part of the story, all of the death. And when they do it at its worst, right? When they do it at its worst uh in a film, it's like Hi, let's have a conversation, an exposition. Okay, fight, 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 fight. And it's it's very much unrelated. But in good films, and in particular, we're talking about this film, like, you know, that stabbing comes out of nowhere, but it, it it's again, you know, letting the audience know that, yeah, he's doing that because he's trying to get uh, to have a conversation. Yes. With his and he needs to be alone for that, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, he, that, that happened in the last section. I blew over that. But here we get Mad Dog dragging Jocko's body out and he meets Andy and then they have to go upstairs to meet and sort of report back to Tama, give him the up to date. And this is where Rama sees around the corner of the build of the uh, door there. He, he sees dead Jocka being dragged by Mad Dog. And that sucks ass. And that brings us to our final section here where we end up with sort of final confrontations all over the place here. We get the narcotics lab fight. We get Mad Dog fighting Rama and Andy and Tama gets captured and they end up leaving the building as many of them as they can, which is not many. So here we see Mad Dog and and Andy bring dead Jaka up to show Tama and Tama has now seen Andy talking to Rama and is like, you're a traitor, you're whatever, you betrayed us, whatever. And he stabs him through the goddamn hand and makes him look at the footage of him with Rama which is yeah. goddamn terrifying. And then Rama ends up meeting back up now with, with uh, Dagu and Fatty Beef in room 403, and they have to go up and try and figure out how to get to Tama. So they fight through. This is where you get the narcotics lab fight. There's, there's no better way for Rama to enter a room than with this fight because he runs <laughs> into the room with a dude and throws him <laughs> into a table. Like, it's a beautiful It's really entrance. good, really like, good. Like, all these guys, they're like, here we are at the fucking meth lab making our shit. And then Rama just comes running into the room, carrying one of the henchmen and throws him into a table. And you're just like, hey. there's so many good bit, good bits of this fight scene, because like, I, I don't even know where to start with this. Like there's so much good, like Salad and Muay Thai where they're grabbing dudes and kneeing dudes and throwing people into stuff. We, again, we talked last week about rapid fire using the environment. Holy shit. Do they do that in this scene? In this scene, it's almost like the environment is fighting the the combatants. Like it's that worked into it. It's so good. Like, again, like the it's Salat Muay Thai acrobatics. And again, I don't know who their camera operator is, but that dude, that dude is just as much of an athlete (laughs) as these guys. 
because that camera is tracking and pulling focus and like going over tables and going fucking yep. through doors. It's like, you can't even discuss the fight scene. Like, you know, we had, we had a very long and detailed discussion of the Chuck and Bruce Lee way of the dragon yep. fight scene. And this, this is exceptionally good, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's so fast. Like it's confusing almost, but it's yeah, amazing. It, it, it does the thing that we talk about, but in a good way. Cause we always talk about, Oh man, I hate it when they're like fast cuts and striking at the camera and you can't see what's going on. Okay. This is like wide shots, but it's fast and you can see what's going on and you can see what's going on. And that's the thing. Like they just, they amp it up so much. Like there's a scene there where a guy comes at what's the other Which guy's one? name. There's uh Rama. There's Rama. And who's the other guy in the fight scene? Uh, D- it's either Dagu Rama is there or Dagu is there Dagu. and Fatty Beef is one there. of them. Anyway, Buddy throws a high kick. Yes. He grabs it in the air and kicks the leg out and Buddy's head falls to the floor. But the goddamn camera, <laughs> the, the camera pivots 90 degrees down to the floor and holds the shot in frame. Like I was like, they, they obviously had it like on a fucking C stand or a big clamp and they just yep. swung it down. But like, it was like, ugh, that that's like, that's like one second of this five minute fight scene. <laughs> and you could do that for every goddamn move in this. Like you could break it down. It just goes so goddamn fast. You, you can't. It's no, it's, it's, it's crazy. Amazing. And like the way they throw stuff or like fatty beef at one point, he he's like fighting two dudes and Rama throws a knife and he, the knife sticks in the back of one of the dudes that fatty beefs fighting and he throws that dude down and then he punches the shit out of the other dude and he's so mad when the guy falls down he just throws the fucking filing cabinet on top of him <laughs> like yeah. yeah god damn dude calm down but like when you get angry and you're fighting for your life that's believable i'm just gonna take shit and throw it on this dude and see what happens <laughs> and if it's a filing cabinet yeah hey it's a filing cabinet Hey, so be it. But that's the thing. Like, you can see all of the action. And they do a really good job at editing, too. Like, earlier in the film, there's a there's a scene where the one thing that I noticed that they do in this that's really well is they don't slow the action down to give you information as to what's happening. And, yes. and what I mean by that, I'll give you an example. Like, Rama's fighting in the hallway. Rama turns his head to the right as if somebody's yep. coming, right? Then the camera follows where he's turned to a door that's closed and the door opens and a dude comes running out. So obviously they're doing it for the screen because Rama wouldn't have looked over at an empty right. fucking door, right? So like so basically he looks he looks to the right like, "Oh my god, somebody's coming." The camera pans over and then they show the door open and a guy comes through. And there's another scene where Rama stops for a second and he's holding the blade on a guy's yes. neck, right? And instead of uh, instead of like kind of stopping the action while he slits his throat, they basically just kind of show him do the start and then they edit it so they show the end. So it actually just goes really really fast, yes. you know what I mean? It's like that's how they keep that's how they keep the action going without these hills and valleys where people are you know stopping and planning what their next move's going to be they just it just goes at 100 miles an hour well and for the amount of violence that's in the movie they really don't show a lot of like gore do you know what i mean like when you see a guy get stabbed or his neck get cut like they don't dwell on the guy's throat or the stab wounds like you go pop pop and you, you see him and you go oh shit he just got stabbed because you just see red dots on his chest now but then the guy falls down and you're on the next guy it's really not dwelled on. 
it doesn't dwell on it because he's he's got to stab like 15 more guys in the next 45 seconds. Yeah, that's one of the things they said. You can't dwell on. No, they said like you you never want to see. If you remember Black Belt Jones when he was on the train near the end where he had to fight all those dudes on the train. And they're running at him yeah. one at a time. And there's a pile of dudes in the background just standing there waiting for their turn to come and beat up Black Belt Jones. They said like, we yeah. don't want that. You don't ever want to see somebody standing around in the background waiting. Guys are coming at him all the time. And he's fighting two dudes at a time, three dudes at a time, legitimately in this movie. And, mm. you know, you're focusing on this guy and then that guy, and then there's two guys, and then he beats those guys, and then he gets a minute, and then he's got to go back to the first guy because he's not dead. And you're always rotating through dudes, and there's you just can't catch your fucking breath. So it's really, really yeah. well, well choreographed here. So when they get through the narcotics lab, you get that cool fight with Rama and that other dude on top of the table. I did like, actually, very quickly, um, Fatty Beef picks up a chair at one point and he smashes one of the guys on the floor and the chair doesn't break. Like, he just hits him. It's like a dull thud on the guy. (laughs) It's like, God damn. Yeah. He hit (laughs) him Oh, my God. That's one of the things they said about about the actor that plays Fatty Beef, Pierre Gruno. They said, like, most of the guys that are there, whether it's Joe Taslim or or Iko Uwais, the, the two main characters, they're martial arts guys. And they're somewhat stunt players. So they know how to fight on screen. So they're pulling punches and not making full contact and stuff like that and making it look good. And they were like, this guy wasn't, he was an actor and he just thought stunt people were indestructible. So he just laced into them. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's a, he's a stunt man. Well, that's not a stunt chair, man. That's like a real fucking, you can just, that's a fucking office chair. (laughs) That's from Jakarta, Ikea. <laughs> it's not going to break. He's going to break. That was actually the chair that the director was sitting in like a minute ago. He just got up to get a coffee. You just hit that guy for no reason. <laughs> oh yeah, apparently he was just lacing dudes. <laughs> so that the they finally leave the drug lab and we see at this point Rama sees Mad Dog torturing Andy. He's got him tied up and he's just punching the shit out of him. So Rama yeah, he's doing fucking Indonesian Rocky on him, just pounding the beef. beef hanging, just... This was apparently based on an old Jackie Chan movie called Dragon Lord, this torture scene. So kudos to Jackie Chan on that one. We'll get around to that one eventually. But mm. yeah, Rama sees that and he breaks off from Dagu and Fatty Beef and they go off to go get Tama. Rama ends up going in and this is where you get the brothers fighting Mad Dog. Now, this is also where you get to see what a goddamn badass again Mad Dog is because Mad Dog's punching the shit out of Andy and torturing him. Sees Rama comes in and is like, "All right," walks back, lowers the chain, lets Andy off, and basically is like, "I'll fuck both you guys up. Let's <laughs> take him. Take take a minute. Exactly. Go ahead." <laughs> yeah. Just beats the shit out of both of them. <laughs> Believably beats the he shit out of both of them. So good. Yeah. Believably. And again, like I'm, I'm a short guy, so I'm not like making fun of dude's stature here. He pulls it off, like being like a smaller dude. And he just, he just does not give a shit. I don't know where, like they're in the, like the world's dirtiest room. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what that room, I don't even know what that room functions as other than it's just like a dark room with like one radiator and then just like shit caked walls, giant cement block in the corner for no reason other than to throw somebody on it and break their back again. Yeah. We're going to do some backbreaking here, but yeah, it's just, a, just a room with, with a chain 
and a pulley system already like installed <laughs> and it's just like is this is this mad dog does he just like bring people here and hang them from this chain and, and beat the fuck out of them like on the rig <laughs> right yeah. i don't know what you have planned here tonight but count me out <laughs> yeah, count me out homer it's like what the fuck is this room for it's the torture room so this is a good fight too where mad dog basically gets the best of the two of them for the most of the fight until Rama and Andy figure out, oh, we should probably fight them together. <laughs> Maybe instead of one at a time. Yeah. So he- well, that's exactly, you know, that piece of shit, fantastic yeah. horror movie. But this is just like, you know, a thousand times better. They He plays it off so well at fighting the two of them. Like, it's, I, I like it because it's so believable. It's good. Like, you kick the shit out of one of them and he falls down and holds his face like, fuck, while he's fucking up the other guy. And as he beats the shit out of the other guy into the corner... By the time he's fucked that dude up enough that he's going to fall down, he turns around and the first guy's getting up again. So he's got to go back and kick the shit out of that guy again. Yeah, it's like you said, like nobody's nobody's like standing there waiting for their turn. Like he'll he'll take Andy and, you know, like kick him in the face 40 times. And, you know, like Andy's like walking around looking for his teeth and shit. And he's slowly getting up. And then, he, you know, he goes over and he he works Rama for a while. Puts the little fucking size five Reebok shoe up Rama's ass, <laughs> fucking twists that around for a while, just as just as Andy's starting to realize what fucking time zone he's in. Like it's oh, yeah. good. Like it's it's just good. after he's finished focusing on who he is, <laughs> why he's in that building in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. So they end up fucking him up, and the, they end up. I mean, legitimately, to be fair. And, and sort of play devil's advocate, there are several times where this fight would be over. <laughs> Going back to the Brandon Lee oh. pipe to the back of the head, this shit's over now. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's several times yeah. here where you're like, oh, well, that would end the fight. Like... <laughs> Yeah, this is a metal pipe that keeps a train from going off the track, and I just hit you in the fucking head with it. <laughs> right. But you're fine. No marks. No nothing. And he, and he, and he shakes it off. <laughs> yeah, so there's a couple. There's obviously a few of those, but you overlook it because, again, the choreography, the fighting is so good. So they end up. It's um, amazing. Mad Dog flips Rama or Andy. I can't remember who he flipped. I think it was Rama up and over, and he hits the light with his foot as he flips him over and breaks the fluorescent light. Dude, that, like. Like, oh my god like that one when when i saw that and he flips it over and he hits the light but then you know the light becomes part of the set and it's swinging back and forth and it's lighting yep. them differently so a it it looks amazing and b like a piece of the goddamn fluorescent bulb breaks out and lands on the floor yep it's so good and then that becomes the weapon that ends up killing mad dog because they end up ble- like he's beating the shit out of whoever he's beating the shit out of Andy or Rama and the other one sees the fluorescent pipe bends his neck back, bends mad dog's head back and stabs him in the goddamn throat with it. And then mad dog yeah. keeps fighting. There's one of the things, okay, that would probably end the fight. Yeah. That would end the fight. Cause because you'd be bleeding through the hole in your neck, the size of <laughs> the diameter of a fluorescent light tube, light bulb tube. <laughs> but he fights a little bit longer until they get him down and, basically cut his throat with the with the the tube that that whole fight scene was amazing but yeah like when you when when he flipped him over and he hit the lights and then you know the lights swaying back and forth making that shit go down and you're like oh and then you see you know with this movie it's like Chekhov's light bulb (laughs) you're just like oh no that's going into somebody somewhere I don't know I don't know 
I don't know who it's going in. I don't know what part of their body is going in, but I know that I'm going to see half of that embedded in somebody in about fucking 10 seconds. And then, of course, it goes right into Mad Dog's oh. neck. And I mean, if that was me, I would just hold my neck and just start running yeah. for my mom. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But no, Mad Dog gets up to continue to fight. Oh. And it's and and then Rama just basically slits his throat with a fucking glass tube. Yeah, it's mental. So they wrap that up. Rama and Andy walk out like a couple of bosses after killing Mad Dog. Now, Fatty Beef and Dagu here go up and they take Tama hostage and try to figure out. But we get Fatty Beef's turn here and he shoots Dagu in the face. Yeah, I, I did see that coming. And then he's like, you're going to get me out of here and, and talks to Tama and is like taking him hostage to get out of that building safely. And so now we get uh, Fatty Beef and Tama coming down the stairs and they meet Andy and Rama coming up. And this is where Tama's kind of fucking with Fatty Beef telling him, aha, I knew you were coming the whole time because your superiors, I paid them off and they set you up to fail and ma 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 So Fatty Beef is super pissed now and he ends up shooting Tama in the head and then tries to kill himself, yeah. but click, 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 click. No ammo, so he can't do it. So now... We get the finale of the film where Andy ends up helping Rama and these uh, and Boo, who was taken care of by uh, the guy in 726 or whatever. The three of them come out. They have arrested Fatty Beef. So they're taking him out. Andy gets them out of the building safely. He gives them, Andy gives Rama blackmail tapes of the corrupt superiors on the police force so that he won't get in trouble and lets them out. Rama tries to get Andy to come home back to the father, but Andy realizes, nope. I can protect you being a crime boss here and I'm used to this life and you damn sure can't protect me out there. So I'm staying here. So Andy turns around, heads back into the mm. building. Cops leave. They ride back to the, <laughs> back to the station on their skateboard that they can all fit on. <laughs> exactly. Cut to scene and credits. That's how we leave it. And that is the raid redemption. God damn. That's a good movie, dude. God damn. Yeah. Those empty seats were all over the fucking street because they blew the van <laughs> up. But yeah. So what do you think about, I didn't even, I didn't even think about soundtrack here. The soundtrack is good, but it's kind of unnoticeable. Like the sound is good. The music is good. The tension is held a lot with the music I find. Yeah. They like the music itself isn't good. The way that the music is used and edited is yes. perfect. Right. And it's not just the, not just the soundtrack, but I guess the, like the whole sound. Yeah. The, the score. Because. Is good. They, 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 when the action is ratcheted up, the score is like, da, 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 da. But then of course, when he, you know, puts a door through the fucking guy's <laughs> neck, like the music yeah. stops and allows you to, like, allows you to rest and understand what just happened and just kind of reflect on it. So, you know, I, I, I don't think the soundtrack is great, but the way that it's used is fantastic. So I would give the soundtrack uh, three fists out of Yeah, five. I would do like three and a half fists out of five. I really liked the the song that's over the closing credits, that rap song. I thought it was really fucking good. So I dug that right to China. But the, the sound through the movie, I liked it. I didn't notice it, but it, it held the mood really well. So yeah, I'll stick with three and a half fists out of five for the soundtrack. Acting. Acting was good, man. Like I... I I'm not going lower than I think four because I believed everybody four fists out of five for acting for me because everybody held their own. There was no weak links. There was no time when I was watching it that I was like, ah, oh, I didn't buy that person saying that they were in it. Yeah. You have to give it four fists out of five. And even though, even though like, you know, like the version that we watched is, you know, English dubbed voiced over, um, just the, the acting that, 
you know, Rama and Mad Dog, yeah. especially those two, those two are the, are the, are the standouts in this film. Like, because you look in Rama's eyes and you root for him and you look in Mad Dog's eyes and you're like, scared. yeah, yeah. Yayan Ruihan is a good actor. Yeah. Like, I don't know when he first showed up, but I mean, I was just sitting there watching it in my piss warm <laughs> pants as he, <laughs> as he just started dispatching fucking violent justice on everybody the guy that played tama ray sahitapi i hope i'm pronouncing that right he's really good as that greasy crime lord boss guy he was greasy and i loved how just kind of how like slow and confident that he was in all of his physical movements like he's just walking around eating noodles and hammering people and you know just fucking not even giving a shit like he's he's that type of you know psychopathic reserved villain he was so good and then martial arts i gotta go high like at least four and a half fists out of five for martial arts because this is innovative it's fast it's using martial arts you don't often see in movies like silat for example and they're putting together like it's good it's four and a half for me at least out of five four and a half fists i'm going five fists out of five because i think this was incredible um nobody choreographs like this nobody choreographs like this like you watch some of those other films that are being made today and they cut all of the action away they shake the shit out of it you don't see hits you don't see anything other than oh there's a fight going on and then they just shake the shit out of your camera you might as well just hire somebody to come over to shake my fucking television shake my head while i'm watching it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah shake yeah, shake my goddamn head while i'm watching the movie you're sitting in the theater and there's a guy behind you with a fucking handful of your hair shaking it <laughs> just look up that fucking scene of that, that clip of Lee, liam neeson climbing a chain link fence from taken two right <laughs> have you seen yeah. that it's uh i'm gonna say awkward <laughs> god damn it i love you liam neeson but <laughs> Yeah, Christ. Gareth Evans, Iko Uwais, and Yayan Ruihan were the action coordinators here. So the director, the guy that played Rama, the guy that played Mad Dog, did the action coordinating. And I, you're, you'd be hard-pressed to find better. Oh, yeah. His first his first film, Morentau, or Morentau Warrior, is really good. It's it's more of a traditional film. Like, it has a much slower pace. It's the same goddamn team. And, you know, it, it actually has, a, like, a, a, a slower pace and a, and a more of a traditional story arc where you know the action doesn't get in and you know until we're into act two like act one is pretty laid back and quiet it's fantastic i want to do that at some time and the raid two is absolutely fantastic so yeah this this team like i will i will literally pay for whatever they make whatever they're making next i'm putting my money down for it because they are incredibly skilled and incredibly entertaining yeah if this piranha stunt team does anything i'll show up to watch it this does fail the brother revenge test though because he is going after his brother to try and get him out of a life of crime. So technically this would fail the brother revenge test. Yes, it would. And we would have missed out on this glorious film. (laughs) We would have. All that heavenly glory. But it ranks pretty high on the holy fuck scale of Jesus. That's terrifying. So I don't know how many, how many woos it would get. But it's at least it's know, at least dude. fifteen on my end. There's there's at least because I mean when the, the the goddamn back on the stairwell like that was a whoa, whoa yeah like like the the door neck that was a whoa the out the like, window with the guy out out the window with the guy over the fucking railing with the guy oh, yeah. through the goddamn floor the the the, the fucking 
propane tank in the fridge propane tank in the fridge like like all of it is you're just like like it just it just grabs you and does not let you go no it grabs you by the dick and swings you around is what it does yeah it does <laughs> so yeah that is a wrap my friend on the raid redemption however i'm kind of excited because we have a several people requested movie coming up next week Next week, we are moving up to 2000. Well, we're moving back, I guess, technically, because this was 2011. We're moving back slightly to 2003 to Ong Bak. Oh, my God. So we're staying over in that neck of the woods, Indonesia. We're moving to Thailand for Tony Ja and Ong Bak. This movie was so good. Oh, I'm excited this for next week. This movie was so good. Oh, my God. All the underwear I went through <laughs> on that film. That was another one that made me, whoa, 1,700 times in the, in the run that's, of it. That's the thing. Like, if you're watching a movie and, like, you can't contain yourself and you actually scream out loud, like, that's that's the movie for me. And, and Ong Bak did that in spades. Yes, sir. Ong Bak, the Thai warrior. Get your Tony Ja on next week on You Have Offended, this podcast. <laughs>